Welcome to Diverse, the podcast of the Society of Women Engineers. SWE supports the advancement of women in engineering and technology. You can find all of our podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, and SWE's blog all together at altogether.swe.org. Hi, I'm Penny Worsing, FY19 President of the Society of Women Engineers, and this is SWE's Diverse Podcast. Joining me now is Valerie Gervais, the Senior Vice President of Human Resources at Saint-Gobain, North America, one of the world's largest building materials companies and manufacturers of innovative material solutions. Several representatives from Saint-Gobain will be participating in WE18, SWE's annual conference in Minneapolis. Join four high-ranking women engineers from Saint-Gobain for a panel discussion titled Thinking Beyond an Engineering Degree, Tools for Successfully Navigating Your Career. It will be Thursday, October 18th from 2 to 3 p.m. at the Minneapolis Convention Center. You'll learn about their non-traditional career paths, how they contributed to the success of their businesses, and leverage that to achieve unique career experiences and progressions. Thanks for joining us, Valerie. Thank you very much for inviting me, Penny. Valerie, the theme for this year's WE18 conference is Let's Break Boundaries. As a 353-year-old company, which is absolutely incredible, um, I'm sure that breaking boundaries is something that Saint-Gobain has done time and again. Uh, can you tell us more about Saint-Gobain and how the company has stayed at the forefront of innovation for so long? Yes. So the first thing I'd like to say is that I really like the, the theme this year, Let's Break Boundaries. So first of all, because I think it resonates with me and, and uh, what I'm doing to do in my professional life. And as you said, if you want to be uh, in business for uh, more than 350 years, that's definitely something you have to do as a, as a business. And also, it's I think that we are in an inflection time in, in history where uh, a lot of boundaries are, are being broken um, in, in a good way. To go back to Saint-Gobain and to, to explain a little bit, you know, what we're doing and, and how I see the, the future, I'd like to uh, I'd like to go back a, a little bit, understand where we where we're coming from, maybe more generally. So sometimes I say, you know, we still somehow live in in the, in the legacy of the industri industrial revolution. So looking at the trends since then, uh, the industrial revolution was about uh, mass production and uh, standardization of product. So if you remember, you know, the famous uh, sentence from Henry Ford, if you take the car industry, who said, you can have any color for your Ford T as long as it's black. So, you know, there was zero choice for the customer. And that's really the technology at the time was about standardization and mass production and mass consumption. And then in the mid 20th century, the power started to shift towards customers um, who wanted more choice. And we started what I call the marketing revolution in a way where we had to look at segmenting different types of customers, but still by group and customizing the product a little bit by segment. We changed the manufacturing, right? A little bit. I mean, it was not a huge manufacturing revolution at the time, but, but certainly it's changed the way we manufactured products. What's happening now is 
because of the new technology that we have and particularly digitalization, we are in an era of personalization. So now, if you think of your car, you know, before you had only one color, then through segmentation and the marketing era, you could have maybe, um, you know, a sports car if you were that type of person or a family car, but it was still big groups of car. Now you can go online and actually almost design your own car with, you know, interior features and colors and everything. And almost each car is, is different. I think that has two impact and is, is breaking two boundaries in a way. Um, the first is that that personalization create expectations uh, from our customers, um, but it's also create expectations um, for our own people in terms of uh, what they want and what they expect uh, when they when they go to work. So, um, and and um, so as an employer, we have to face that challenge: is how do we treat our people? Not everybody the same, and I think we have a long way to go in human resources, um, but how do we treat people as individuals? Uh, and all of that in a context in Saint-Gobain where, like many companies, we are hiring, uh, we are facing a, a hiring challenge with half of a workforce that is eligible to retire in the next few years, uh, but also uh, replacing them with people having skills that, that we don't have today. Um, you know, that have to deal with new technology. So, so it, I think it's a massive challenge. It's just a massive opportunities. Um, and a lot of the work we are doing at the moment is about, um, you know, how do we uh, attract people and retain our people and uh, break that boundary between employer and employees? Um, let me explain that a little bit. So, the relationship between employers and employees in the past was very transactional. So we hire people, they come to work, they give us a few hours per day, sometimes a lot of hours per day, um, and we give them a salary in return, some days of vacation, and if, you know, if the business results are good, a bonus at the end of the year, period. It doesn't take any account at all where you are in your life and what you might need. So um, we... Um, we have hired actually an anthropologist to come and help us really understand deeply uh, what really matters to people. Um, so, you know, I guess at Sweet there will be a lot of people looking for their first job. So, so what does that mean? If you are in that age group, you're looking for your first job, it's a very stressful time. Um, it could be a life-changing decision. Uh, you know, you might, you might uh, have to reimburse a a student loan. So maybe, um, you know, it's not the vacation you want, but it's more cash or it's not, you know, share option, but it's cash to, no, no. So we have to look at where people are in their life cycle. Um, you know, if you have your first child, maybe you want more vacation because you want to spend more time with your kids. I don't know. If you have a midlife crisis, you might want a year sabbatical to travel the world. That's something you've never done in your past. So it's about getting to know in depth our people and from a, uh, internally, from our HR uh, pro, uh, practices, how do we have that flexibility and agility to not run by policy, but really run by uh, meeting the expectations and the needs of our people? So I think that's the first boundaries is, is that how do we move from a transactional relationship with our employees 
to a reciprocal and the difference in really the human element uh, into it. And then the other boundary is, is the, that see that breaking is different private and professional life. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm not a millennial. Uh, when I started working, my professional life and my private life were pretty separate. And, and I came to work. If I can enjoy my work, great. Uh, I got a salary, but the purpose in my life were more outside of my work, right? I wanted to save whales and, you know, save animals and blah, blah, blah. Now people are looking at work to realize themselves. They're looking for a sense of purpose at work. They're looking for friends and community at work. They're looking for happiness at work. So there's just this kind of blurring as well, a boundary between between what is called life versus work, which has always made me laugh because, of course, my work is a big part of my life, but um, between the private life and, and the work life. So it's, it's another thing that we have to take into account um, as, as an employer. Um, and then the last piece, and I'm sorry, it's a long answer to your question, is in terms of um, the way we're trying to break boundaries as well and, and the way we look at the future uh, and uh, it's how we manufacture. So the, uh, we are um, experimenting and implementing different types of organizations uh, because that power of the customer uh, with personalization has gone even, um, you know, is even stronger. So we are breaking, uh, not everywhere, but, you know, we're starting to break the normal traditional hierarchical structure to, and, and then building what we call circular organizations, uh, which are teams um, uh, that are wrapped up around customers. There will be multidisciplinary teams, including R&D, marketing, sales, manufacturing, etc. And those teams we try to make as autonomous as possible and remove layers of management so people have much more uh, autonomy and decision-making power to uh, service the customer. Um, and we work uh, much more with core development with our customers, uh, working together to solve the problems. So I think for someone joining us today, I can't say we're there yet, that would be lying, but I think we are definitely in transition um, and someone joining us now would have very uh, different experience um, uh, than even like 20 years ago or even 10 years ago. That, that is fascinating. And um, I wish I weren't about to retire myself because I think I would like to come work for you. <laughs> I, I can certainly um, see how uh, Saint-Gobain has been uh, really innovative. Um, I mean, it, it, Obviously, in order to be in business over 350 years, you can't rest on your laurels. So a lot of very interesting aspects there in, in not just manufacturing, but um, employment. So um, I'm sure you've piqued the interest of a lot of people who will be coming to uh, see you in Minneapolis. Uh, so Valerie, you, um, you mentioned how Saint-Gobain has broken boundaries. How have you broken boundaries throughout your career? Um, yeah, I, I, I think the, the um, I like I like to break boundaries. Um, <laughs> one of my um, uh, I would say favorite thing is to um, look at different disciplines 
So I work in HR. Uh, of course, I work for a big, a big company, a big business. Um, I almost never, ever read any business book or HR books. Um, I don't know. I just find them ah, boring, I guess. <laughs> um, but I'm very fascinated by what we can learn from different disciplines and the kind of innovation and creativity you get by, uh, by getting inspiration from different disciplines. So uh, if you uh, look at, uh, if I look at my library or if you look into my uh, podcast library, uh, you will uh, find uh, things on uh, anthropology and history and philosophy and psychology, neuropsychology, et cetera, et cetera. So I talked a little bit earlier about how you, we use an anthropologist uh, who came, who went to some of our sites and kind of lived for with our people for a while to really, really understand in depth. Uh, you know, I had done that before in my career. That's something that I really like because if you really get a different insight, if you really get a perspective that no one has had before, that's really how you get innovation and you get to do something that no one has never done before. And I try to do that in HR. And I think that's what, you know, we try to do uh, generally uh, in Saint-Gobain. Um, I think that in manufacturing, you know, manufacturing is changing so much. My, I mean, this is just the technology, the digital technology, manufacturing 4.0 and smart manufacturing. Uh, you know, we have ability to, uh, with sensors, with data, to have knowledge about our processes and our products that we never had before. Um, so we are investing a lot with that. We are uh, building, we are, sorry, working in some of our factories to build what we call stellar factories. Um, and it's a really cool and interesting time to join manufacturing. And, and I think to... I think it's an interesting time if for people who want to join something that is in transformation and in transition. Again, we're not there yet, but if people are interested in the technology and the manufacturing, or if people are interested in working more autonomous organization with different practices, and I think it's a great time to join. That is, it, it does sound exciting. It, it certainly does. Um, it's a lot of work, though. <laughs> <laughs> and and again, I mean, thinking about a manufacturing uh, company, um, I I guess initially I would have expected most of our discussion to be around the manufacturing process itself, and yet um, just about everything that we've talked about so far is all around um, the employment experience and how that um, you know how the employees help make the manufacturing process happen. Um, so it is fascinating. Um, it sounds like a non-traditional approach to um, to just about everything is something that Saint-Gobain values. Would you Would you agree? Um, yeah. No. Absolutely. I, well, I would say now, yes. I think maybe in the past a little bit less, but um, uh, because the world is changing and what's happening, um, you know, I think that that most, the culture in Saint-Gobain is, well, there's many things, but one thing is so it's certainly about curiosity and intellectual curiosity. Um, so we like to have uh, people who have different points of view. Um, I like to say uh, that I like to hire misfits that fit. 
<laughs> so, um, you know, people who come and bring a different point of view in their area of expertise, uh, but also who have uh, enough fit with our culture so they can be successful. And of course, uh, we coach them and we support them, of course, to be successful. Um, but if you don't, if you're not a little bit of a misfit, then you don't really bring any value. You're just like anyone else. And, uh, and we have to, to hire people with very different skill set going forward than we have been in the past. So yes, we do, we, we do like, uh, non well, I, personally, I do like non-traditional approach. That's for sure. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I understand Sagavan has been recognized as a top employer by the Top Employers Institute for three years in a row. Um, what does the company do that makes it eligible for this recognition and why is that important? Well, I think that people are looking for a good place to work um, and we can demonstrate that in a number of ways, but of course, a number of ways. But of course, having a, a, a certification like top employer uh, that is completely independently uh, assessed uh, by the top employer organization is a way for us to, to demonstrate that uh, we try very hard to be, uh, uh, to be a good place to work for people. Uh, to gain that certification, I can tell you, is a lot of work and we have the certification worldwide, um, and I think there's only 10 companies in the world who have it. Um, so it's uh, you have to demonstrate uh, in many, many areas, in every area uh, of uh, the way we manage people, from the way we recruit men, train them, develop them, pay them, reward them, et cetera, et cetera, uh, that we have really top practices in place. So... Um, so we're very proud to have it, especially, uh, um, you know, the worldwide recognition. Yes. And three years in a row is um, quite impressive. So what advice do you have for women engineers who would uh, like to apply for a role in Sangobam, besides uh, being a misfit that fits, which I love? Oh, yeah. So a misfit that fits, that are ready to break the boundaries between the two worlds of manufacturing, really, the world of yesterday and the world of tomorrow. Um, uh, you know, as I said, I think that uh, uh, it's, it's really, you know, I talk about the personalization revolution, whether it's with customer or with our own employees. Uh, but it's also, in a way, a second industrial revolution that is happening with manufacturing uh, 4.0. So in my view, manufacturing is really key and cool. Uh, I think it's a cool, uh, it's a cool uh, area to, to, to work in. So, you know, if, 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 um, if women are prepared to, to, uh, uh, to take those challenges on, uh, to help us uh, going through the transition, Yes, from a technology and manufacturing for, for uh, manufacturing point of view, but also so also help us transform the way we work uh, in, in all the ways I was I was talking about. Uh, you know, are prepared to uh, be uh, working uh, in a, in in those new types of circular organizations. You know, which means maybe being less driven by the linear up career path you know, more hierarchical, et cetera. So if you prepare to 
raise up to the challenge of the manufacturing challenge and also the organizational challenge that is happening, then, uh, you know, we will be very, uh, very uh, happy to, to have you. And um, I know it's a difficult moment, uh, you know, to, to, it's a very important decision uh, to, to, to uh, choose who you're going to, whether you switch employer or, or whatever you look for, for your first uh, job. So I also wanted to mention that uh, uh, we are going to run a campaign, I think, starting in December uh, called Invent Yourself, Reshape the World. Uh, and as part of this campaign, we will be doing a number of things. But one of the things we'll be doing is we'll be offering coaching session uh, for people who are looking for jobs. Um, and, uh, you know, the coaching session will be, the coaches will be, uh, our own internal, some of our own internal employees, um, and, uh, people can sign up for that, whether they decide to join Saint-Gobain after all or not, it's, uh, we'll see. Um, uh, but it's kind of part of our personalization strategy, which is to say, uh, whether you know Saint-Gobain or not, that we don't know, but we want to start with you. And, uh, and helping you maybe make a big decisions and then maybe hopefully you'll decide to join us. Yeah, I think that uh, it's, it's an exciting time. Uh, 353 years later, uh, we're changing again and we're transforming again. Um, you know, so I would say uh, we are recruiting the 15th generation of talent um, since the beginning. So I would say let's uh, come and let's make history together again. That is fascinating. That That is something that I don't know anybody else can say, the 15th generation of talent. That's right. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, Valérie Gervais, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Saint-Gobain sounds like an incredible place uh, for women to forge their own career path. Uh, we can't hate, wait to hear from uh, your colleagues at the panel discussion. Um, there's also a Saint-Gobain uh, Tech Talk on Friday October 19th at noon. And uh, Saint-Gobain is leading a tour on Friday morning at 8.30 uh, to the TRIA rink, home of the uh, Minnesota Wild Hockey Team. So, uh, and, and I understand you have a booth at the We 18 Career Fair, booth 523. Uh, I can imagine for anyone that's been listening to this podcast, um, they will be heading straight for your booth. Um, yeah, the, the, I want to say the women who are on the panel and, and the talk are absolutely fantastic. Um, so uh, definitely worth going and, and meeting them. And then uh, the tour, uh, you'll see one of our coolest, uh, one of our coolest products, uh, which is a glass product. I will say no more, but it's it's one of my, if not my favorite product in the whole of Sangoban. Okay, a little teaser there. Um, okay, so again, your your booth is uh, booth five twenty three. Um, people can find uh, that and more information in the We eighteen app. Um, so everyone can go to we eighteen org to download the app uh, or to register for the conference. So thank you again, Valerie. Really appreciate it. Um, I'm Penny Worsing for all of us at SWE. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Please don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes or like your favorite episodes on SoundCloud. If you have not already made plans to be part of the largest gathering of women engineers in the world, visit our We18 conference site, we18.swe.org. 
Information on housing, registration, and keynote speakers is now available. 